Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. Today we have a very cool episode. As you've heard me say over and over, this show is all about adding to the community in a positive way. Today we're going to be doing that by bringing on the GM of the All POC Pathfinder 2E podcast, Makers Misfits, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Joe. I'm the GM for the Makers Misfits, a group of All POC lifelong friends that uh, finally decided to do the podcasting, even though we've joked about it for about 20 years. <laughs> That's awesome. Not 20 years, but yeah. it's been a, it's long, been a time. long time. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, before we get into all the podcast stuff, you know, when did you start getting into tabletop RPGs or even just kind of nerd culture in general? I mean, nerd culture, I think, was imprinted in us. We, uh, I mean, my, so all of us got together. Shoot. I've known Nathan, who's part of the crew since kindergarten. Okay. I've known Elmer, who's part of the crew since third grade or fourth grade. Sorry. Yeah. Chris, third grade. And then Marcus and Zach are also in our crew. They're the little cousin and little brother of two other members. So oh, okay. like we've we've known each other forever. We've all grown up like as nerds, as a community. Yeah. Um, but like specifically tabletop role playing games, that story gets a little muffled with uh how that happened. I for me, what I thought was Zach one day said Hey, have any of you ever wanted to play D and D? And we're like sixteen year olds, yeah, with nothing to do. We're all chilling at Nathan's house, and we're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're gonna do now. <laughs> we're gonna go do that thing." Nice, because that like that's I I heard you say uh, here in that in your first episode, D and D is like that last step. Yeah, it's like you're a nerd, but once you go to D and D, it's it's a whole nother level. Yep, yeah. and I think that's what we were really preparing ourselves for. So we we went out, we went to Target, we went to Walmart. No one was selling D&D stuff. It's not like how it is now, where at Target, you have a D&D starter set. That's not how it was. Yeah. So we ended up going to this old place called Old Word Gaming. 
and it was closed. And I mean, it's just what's five, six of us, just 16 year olds just standing outside of this closed game <laughs> shop. Yeah. And these two old white dudes are in there and they just open it up for us. And we're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is nice. <laughs> and it's no joke. It's they're building like a little tavern scene. It's so cool. And they're talking to us about D and D and they're like, actually, if you want to get into it, you can play Pathfinder. <laughs> and we're like, okay, okay, we'll try this new thing. Yeah. So we're all scrounging up our bucks. Like we're all chipping in for the one core rule book because I mean, we're broke 16 yeah, year olds. Sure, yeah. It's expensive. So we all chipped in, got the core rule book, totally messed up the rules to Pathfinder. That still hasn't changed in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, man. It's a lot to keep up yeah. with. Yeah. No, it's so much. It's so, and then there's erratas to the yeah. core rule books. It's like, okay, when when do we stop? But I mean, we we settled down. We're like, all right, let's just play D and D. Let's try D and D. How we originally said. Yeah. So we went from Pathfinder to D and D, and then I told them all, like, hey, I know we tried Pathfinder before, but let me try to get you into Pathfinder Second Edition. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, let's do a podcast. Yeah. So. That's how that's how that all started. Yeah, so In a very long version. No, that's fine. Yeah, so when you originally started, who was uh, running the games? Was it you that whole time, or no? Honestly, when we first started, I was the like stereotypical like just not. I am not creative. I'm going to do the drunken druid in the woods and with the wolf. <laughs> And I'm gonna be drunk during all of our sessions. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our our forever GM was Nathan, who uh, plays Fidget in our podcast. Oh, okay. He was the one who uh, who he was. He's always been the creative guy in our group, and he's like, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be the GM." And he took it upon himself, and he kind of ushered us through that whole thing. He was our little shepherd in it all. Yeah. Trying to get all of us to organize and play. Um, nice. but it, it took me a while to break out of that bubble. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of a trip, you know, doing that. Um, and I'm definitely a person I love to do both play and GM. I think, especially when I'm waiting around for people to, to jump on board, then I'm always like, all right, well, I'll just create a character for whatever system. And then I'm like, well, shit, no, I just want to play this character. <laughs> so, you know, you end up just kind of going into that, um, having 50 characters and not anybody to run the game you're playing, but yeah, I mean, I think it it's it's good both ways, especially I think, you know, I have a ton of fun listening to your guys' podcast because, I mean, you guys have obviously that lifelong friend energy. So um, you can tell it just cracks me up all the time. But and, and you guys, uh, do you all grow up in Sacramento? Is that correct? Yeah, we all grew up in Sacramento. We, uh, Sacramento is a weird town where like it's it's the... It's the city in California that no one really talks about, yeah. even though we're the capital. Right. I mean, you got San Diego, you got LA, you got San Francisco, like you got all the big cities. And then we're like, oh, you're Sacramento. What do you have? The Kings. And yeah, that's that's what we got. We have the Kings. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's it's a very odd, like a uh, prideful town where like, yeah, we're from Sacramento, but it's in our podcast title. Like we're Sacramento proud. Yeah. It's it's something that we all, we all claim still. And like we got... We got people in Chicago now, like Nathan, Marcus, and Zach. They all live in Chicago, but okay. they all they all claim Sacramento because that's yeah. where they're from. Yeah, that's cool. So, how was it uh, growing up in Sacramento? I mean, was you know because you said you guys were kind of nerds already from the beginning. Was that like something that was just kind of accepted in that area, or did you guys struggle with that at all? You know, it's we got really, really lucky. I mean, all of us we were went to a Catholic private school. Okay called St. Charles in South Sacramento. Gotcha. It was 
so we were in our own little bubble of like safety yeah and then when we go out into like the outside world and we're we're us we're nerds it's like it's different yeah uh because like when we were in our safety bubble there's still like stereotypes and all that fun stuff that everyone has to play with mm -hmm. but it's it was so much safer in that bubble and then like you could we reached out to high school and Elmer, he went to Catholic school for one year. Then he went to public school. Uh, Nathan went to Catholic school. Me and Chris went to Catholic schools for high school. Yeah. And even then, it's like Catholic schools in general are like high school level are mostly white. Yeah. And so. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you if that was. It, it was weird. Like, I mean, but even I went to Jesuit. It's an all guys Catholic school. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but Just crank it up. Yeah. Crank it up even more. Yeah. Just, a little bit yeah. more just keep keep going yeah. uh and there was there was a place uh, on the campus there was a bunch of different like locations and there was D, &D the D, D island where there used to be like in the 90s or 80s a bunch of people used to play D, D over there okay and that's what uh like the name got carried on to yeah and even me i was like i'm not messing with that place yeah <laughs> i'm not going over there i'm not at that point yeah. like this is before we got right, into it yeah. all but I mean, like to go on top of stereotypical things, like we there was so many few minorities that the place that we hung out with was called Minority Corner. Oh, wow. Like we named ourselves that because there were so few of us at that school. Yeah. Like if you were of any dark skin pigment, you were welcome. Yeah. Like obviously anyone's welcome, right. but yeah. that was like a safety zone for yeah. us. Yeah. I think especially in a place like that, you already kind of feel isolated. So finding the people you know or that, you know, at least look like you, it helps to have some kind of comfort and, and feeling of safety for sure. You know, I think it, uh, I mean, similarly, you know, her, uh, probably heard me say in the first episode that, you know, I, I grew up in a town that had basically no other black people. There's like five of us kids, you know, in, in school at one time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely struggled, um, outside of just the, you know, um, especially like the rise of BET culture at the time and, you know, everybody just having like these ideas of, of who we should be. Um, but also, you know, dealing with racial shit too. Like people are just kind of crazy. Did you guys have a lot of that too in the school or was it pretty good? I'm in at St. Charles, like our grade school, yeah. it was mostly Filipinos, Mexicans. Oh, okay. White, like we, we didn't have many black kids in the school. Yeah. So, I mean, we still weren't lacking representation there. But, I mean, like, when we got to different high schools, for me and Chris, I know, um, there, I mean, there are some racial comments. Like, I went to, I went to class late one time, all busted up because I was playing basketball. Yeah. And the science teacher said, what'd you do? Hop over a fence? Oh, geez. I was like, <laughs> and I mean, back then, you're like, oh, I'm in high school, I'm going to laugh because everyone else is laughing. Yeah. And you look back at it, you're like, damn. Well, especially too, I mean, that's an authority figure, you know, you're, it, it kind of hits a little bit different when it comes from that place. Cause it's just like, you're supposed to be somebody that's looking out for all the kids, you know, and make some shitty comment like that. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a little bit tough. So, I mean, did you guys just kind of keep it all to yourselves, like in your corner and, and then at home? And then, you know, what was that like? Were you just playing lots of video games and stuff like that? I mean, video games was a big part of our growing up. We would take, because uh, they all lived, Chris, Nathan, 
they lived on the same street when we were growing up. Yeah. So it would be, are you going to Nathan's house? Are you going to Chris's house? Yeah. And if you weren't at Chris's house, you were at Nathan's house. Like it was back and forth that whole time. We would take people's TVs. We'd walk them across <laughs> South Sacramento nice. and we'd be playing land parties. Like we, we were part of that like initial, like that nerd wave of that stereotypical land party yeah. kind of stuff. And it was great. So I think we were pretty outspoken nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we did keep the D and D on a little bit of a hush hush. I feel yeah. like. Just until later in life when we were just like, we don't care. Yeah. This is who we are. Yeah, you get to a certain point, it just stops mattering. Yeah, and I mean, it came pretty early for us, I feel like. like I'd say even like early college. Oh, yeah. Where we're like, you know, it's just, this is who we are. I got nothing to prove. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's uh, about when I first tried it. But my thing, like, and I do it to myself because I'm just so introverted, I end up finding it hard to just find those groups anyway to play with. And so I was never fortunate enough to have a group of friends, like the amount that you have to be able to, to play, you know, have like a real group together. So, you know, Miguel, my best friend, um, he was the first person I reached out to when we finally started to play again, of course, but outside of that, it was just kind of tough, you know, uh, to, to find. And and that's the difficult part about it is like, you're, you recognize like, oh, I really rec- I really connect with this culture. Right. I don't really connect with this game, but I don't have anyone to play it with. <laughs> and it's a game that you need people to play it with. Right, yeah. Like yeah. it's not a video game. You can just load it up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think too, you know, especially for a lot of people when they were younger, I, I see now, you know, especially being involved in this whole community, a lot of people now are older in their later 20s and their 30s, 40s, whatever that are getting into it for the first time because it's something that they've always heard about or seen and just kind of been like, nope, not yet, not yet. But now it's like you're, you're out there. So, you know, who else are you going to get to do it? But, uh, but your friend group, you know, you just hope you, you take your shot and you hope they love it. <laughs> yeah. And I think honestly, once people start playing it, it really just catches on. Yeah. It's once they get past that stigma of like, Oh, D and D like, Oh, it's what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, once they get past that, it's like, people open up and they I they love it. Yeah. Do you remember the first character you made? I forget his name, but he was a drunken druid. The drunken druid, who, that's right, yeah. Who would just show up to sessions drunk. How long uh how long did you um run that character? Not long. No. I got really sick of him, yeah. surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> I got really sick of doing that. Yeah. Um we we played one like uh campaign for years and years and years it was based off pathfinders like emerald spire oh okay like that oh, wow. super mega dungeon yeah, yeah. one and nathan just took that and he ran with it he implemented a bunch of other like stories that he had read about and he put it into the campaign and he just made it his own yeah because he was really sick of just being railroaded on a mega dungeon right yeah but but at that time we had gotten really close to our characters well the other ones did i was <laughs> flip-flopping yeah I, I ended up making a elven sorcerer, Marcellus, I think his name was. Nice. And that's when I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a power gamer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I just put all the points here and here and here, and there we go. It's it's uh, it's honestly a little tough sometimes not to power game, just because it's like, especially I think if you come from a video game aspect of it, because in video games, like, you're supposed to optimize so you can play the game better. You know what I mean? I, I find it hard to imagine there's a lot of people that go out there and just try to play like a shitty video game character because you're going to have a difficult time 
unless you're playing Dark Souls and you're one of those maniacs that just goes in with and the don't talk to me beginning cause... gear. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like outside of that, it's really um, those games are built to optimize. So when you come from that culture already, it's like, oh yeah, well, how do I become the best at this thing? And how do I do it the fastest way? The possible? fastest way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just no, it, play I, through another character first and then kill him off and come in at a higher level and you get all the things you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just the gold economy, just throw it up. Yeah, you. yeah. So I, Emerald Spire, so for people who aren't familiar with Pathfinder, Emerald Spire is, like you said, a mega dungeon. It's a like one of the classic Pathfinder adventure paths, if you will. I don't know much about it. I, I'm a big fan of the Glass Cannon podcast and I... Um, on their Patreon, they did like a four episode before coronavirus hit. I don't. I, yeah, that wasn't my favorite part of theirs. Yeah. I, Joe is cool. He's not a good team. <laughs> Have you listened to his uh, Delta Green stuff? I've listened to the Delta Green. He's handled that fairly well for the shenanigans that that group throws yeah. at him. But I just, there's something about Joe as a DM for me. Just, I can't, I can't do, man. I can't do it. Poor Joe. Everybody gives him a hard time for a lot of things. I know. He's, he, he, uh, the whole his character builder. I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they're a great group. But yeah, so that that's all I know yeah. about Emerald Spire is that. So, um, you know, you mind breaking that down? So, like, is it all built like you're in that thing and you don't really leave outside of first level? So basically, you enter this dungeon that has so many levels. It's a ziggurat, but like upside down. Okay, is the way that I I think that's how yeah. it was like a spire, but it was inside the world. Okay. And so you would, each level you would complete, you'd go down one and each level had its own like story okay, to it and its own individual creatures that you would try to beat. Now, I don't know how much Nathan did to like completely turn it yeah. on its head mm-hmm. because I know that we were very much into the Hell Knights. Okay. Um, there's a city that's right next to it that's controlled by Hell Knights and we were very much into that storyline yeah. more so than the Emerald Spire at the moment. Gotcha. Like, Emerald Spire was like, okay, we need loot, we need gold, we're going to go Emerald Spire, then we'll come back. It was like our side quest yeah. at the end yeah. of it. But I mean, it, it basically is just like one of those top-down, old-fashioned games where you just move around and you kill stuff. Yeah. Like, that's how it was. That's how it felt like for me. So it was more like loot drops, uh, like magic items, than it was gold, because you're not going anywhere to buy stuff? Yeah. I, it was a lot of loot. I mean, there was gold, but... I don't, the system kind of got broke for us once we moved from, because we, he, he did it from Pathfinder, then he made it into D&D. Oh. So Dang. things got really wishy-washy. Yeah. Yeah. Conversion gets a little crazy. Even, I mean, and that, you know, even converting first edition Pathfinder to second edition Pathfinder would be so difficult. I I don't know if you listen to Find a Path or Min-Max. They're both great podcasts, but they they are doing their own conversions from one to two. Wow! And I don't know how they're doing. Yeah, it. one's doing it from like uh, Rise of the Rune Lords. Oh dang! The, yeah, yeah. So I I don't know what's going on with that one. Yeah, that's wild, but man. It's just, it's just so much. <laughs> so what made you guys go with a adventure path as opposed to doing homebrew? I'm gonna be honest. I like I said before, I have. I thought that I was not the most creative person in the world and an adventure path just seemed so crystal clear to me. <laughs> like, it's just like, okay, I can follow this and I can season it yeah. how I want it. Yeah. Like it's, there's a lot, 
in the adventure path that's already written out for me. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to go Pathfinder and not D&D. Yeah. D&D has, they have good modules, but if you take a look at a module versus an entire adventure path that Pathfinder pulls out, I mean, Pathfinder just blows it out the water. Yeah. That's what I've heard a lot. I've never run any of their adventure paths, but I just, you know, listening to people talk about it, you know, Paizo has always been suggested as creating a superior adventure path in that way. Um, and I mean, the, the stories are crazy, you know, just from different podcasts I listen to and uh, the things that I've looked up on my own. It's definitely really, really cool. There's so many different things that go into it. Yeah. I mean, the lore is just, it's huge. And that's something that I, I love. I love to just get lost on uh wiki yeah on like pathfinder wiki and just link after link after link i'm just deep in a rabbit hole yeah yeah and that's kind of where i get a little bit sucked into it because i i homebrew all of our home game so i i get ideas like i was in the game store and i saw um the hell night it was actually the hell night adventure path and i was like oh that'd be an interesting thing to do because they're not quite evil they're kind of just like we obey the law, but whose law are they obeying? And I was like, okay, that seems kind of interesting. And then I wanted to do something in the Moenge Expanse. Um, I knew that for sure. So I started just kind of looking into that and found that there was a coastal city that used to be an old Cheliac's colony and they had a rebellion and kicked him out. And I was like, oh, okay, so cool. Fast forward a little bit. So, so yeah, I'm going to do yeah, that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so now, you know, for some reason, uh, these Chelish soldiers are coming back and my players are trying to figure out you know why it's already been so long like why are they trying to push back in so it's been fun man but yeah it's definitely you know get inspiration from all kinds of places and and it's so cool the factions that they have and like the rich history that paizo puts into that stuff it makes it easy even to homebrew that stuff if you're using their world yeah and i did you take a look at the new uh book that came out i'm waiting to get the hard copy I like that hot copy looks I nice. <laughs> I'm so I was I've been tempted honestly to just buy both and I'm like that's just mm-hmm. so dumb just wait <laughs> wait but yeah I'm definitely going to get the 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 new book. Yeah, I I heard you saw that in the first episode I'm like oh he he's already got yeah. it. I know he's got. It. <laughs> I, I I it was hard not to man. I cuz I saw that it came out on the PDF and I was like I could just get it and then two weeks later just get the hard copy and but it's it's worth the wait. I mean that that hard copy looks so nice. It's it's gonna go great with my collection. Yeah, right. Wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gotta wait for them to get the. Book. I know. Yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty cool. But I mean, all of that stuff. You know, I have the Lost Omens World Guide, and that gave me a lot of information, a lot of ideas. The adv- and it has a nice map in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and then the Advanced Players Guide. Like, there's just so many different supplemental stuff. Um, and then they have you know, that archives of Nethys, um, which is like a free database. So yeah, a lot of that. And they're pretty cool with Paizo, right? I feel like yeah. they're, I think it actually Paizo is a Paizo sponsored thing. Oh, so it's, that's really yeah, cool then. It's I, essentially in a lot of ways, it's like D and D beyond's database, except it's all free. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I found that it doesn't really give you information on is like some of the lost omens, larger city state stuff like that. Like those big yeah. documents, it doesn't really put those in there, but it gives you like any of the new character races you can, or ancestries you can play, any of the new feats you can have, any skills, all that stuff is in there. So even now for the Moe Expanse, I was just looking the other day, it's all in there, but. That's great. And if it does, if it's not in there, they give you the link to go exactly. purchase the book. Exactly. Yeah. So 
Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just cool. I mean, and that's another thing too, just, you know, the fact that they're doing so much, um, you know, having all those authors involved and I mean, that's such a huge different backgrounds. Yeah. So cough, cough, where's this the coast? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's, uh, it's definitely a move in the right direction. I guess, um, what inspired you guys to start making a podcast? Cause that's kind of a big venture. Yeah. And I mean, like I said before, we've been friends forever. We, we've made a YouTube channel. Okay. Oh, so, so, so long. It's so cringy. Yeah. Like it's so bad. It was like, it was called pinkies up oh, man. and it was, man, it was bad. <laughs> but I mean, for it's time, like if we would have went with it, yeah. that'd been cool. But we kind of just stopped doing it. Um, and then I, you look around all these podcasts, right. um, we we named Glass Cannon right. the biggest Paizo podcast you can think right. of basically. Yeah, they're all they're all five white dudes. Yeah, Critical Role. Yeah, except for right now when they finally got some more, uh, the, some more people yeah. in it, they were all white. And that's yeah, just the short series and and yeah. yeah, and I think and I assume you probably feel the same. Like obviously we still love these shows. You can't help who your friends are, but it yeah. yeah. But you're right. There's no representation. And I mean, even to find you guys, I ended up just because there's like, it's hard to really find POC actual play podcasts, but I just, I think I looked just like POC TTRPGs or something like that in Apple. (laughs) Bro, I did the same thing. (laughs) When I was pitching it to the guys, I'm like, guys, just putting in POC TTRPG, it gave me one, one podcast. Yeah. It's like there's, and I think I put in there black. There are people teacher, and it was just like yeah. every person that had black in their name, but it was not actually. Yeah, it wasn't black folks. It's, it, it, it's not going to be there. Yeah. I mean, now we got three black halflings, right? Which isn't an actual play. Yeah, they do have an least, actual play section. Do they have they do, yeah. They they run a um, a game uh, called the Cub and the Caterpillar, and they are using the Wagadu system. What's that? It's a new system written by I forget his name, Alan something. Um, but it's basically a setting used in fifth edition D and um, But it's like a, a Africa based setting, and it's got completely different ancestries, and they all have their own special little things. It's really cool. But yeah, but but mostly they are a discussion podcast that does you know, an actual plan. Who are really funny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, they're, they're, I, I listened to her first few and I was like, yeah, this, this is cool. Yeah. And so <laughs> that was the nice. thing. So I found you guys and I found three black halflings, um, in that same just little search. And then, so I assumed because of the way I searched it, that you were all black. And then I started listening to the thing and I was like, oh yeah, no. But I mean, I live in a place <laughs> no. that's predominantly Hispanic. Like my wife is Hispanic, yeah. you know, my, most of my friends are Hispanic. So either way, I think it's fantastic and it's super awesome, you know, sorry. And not to cut you off from your story, but. Oh no, you, I don't even know. <laughs> I could go on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So you, you were guys were searching for basically representation in actual play. Yeah. And I, we always said we were going to do a podcast and I was like, we can do it. Like it's literally just us sitting down and saying we're doing yeah. it. And so we got together. We've we had a bunch of like what they called business meetings, right? <laughs> where like we joke around for the first hour, then we talk about what we're doing for half an yeah. hour. We call it a day. Yeah. But it it really was like oh that first episode, 
it's like oh i was like oh shit yeah we're actually doing this <laughs> like this is a thing that's happening yeah and it was really cool just like for me at least because i i think i'm the one that listens to the most podcasts out of the group yeah and i it it makes me really happy to know that there's someone else out there if they're mexican if they're black if they're asian like at least there's some podcast yeah that's not all white guys yeah and it's 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 nice for me to know that and that's really what pushed me over the edge like okay let's do this yeah yeah for sure i think it, it definitely helps and i mean there are you know streams um and things like that but i think i've noticed personally that podcasts that are made specifically for audio have a different um a different way of presenting the information and it seems like they have a different flow than podcasts that were made for a stream or whatever and you know my perfect example when i first started trying to watch actual play podcasts i watched critical role and i went all the way back and i was very confused because they didn't start at the beginning like they just started oh and you're like when you're they in the a, middle of an adventure <laughs> yeah and you're like you're just in the middle of an adventure like mm-hmm. it wasn't really introduced like none of the characters were explained and I, it was like you could tell at the time and i think they've even explained this like they didn't know that they were going to become a big thing so they didn't give a shit if they explained anything they were just like we're going to play our game it's going to be streamed and whatever but i think that there's still an element of that that they because streaming is their main product you know people get on Twitch on Thursdays to watch them play. I think a lot of that is still very much a visual medium um, with less descriptions and things like that, um, as opposed to a complete audio podcast where it's like, okay, well, the listener can't see this. So we got to explain some more. We got to do a little bit more. And I think if people are tuned into that, then I think the the timing is a little bit better and things like that. So, but, and for me, I love, listening to podcasts more than I have time to watch one. So it, it's very much like that's my go-to is like, okay, you know, where can I find something that's going to be built for the medium I like? Yeah. Especially cause like, we're, at least for me, I'm always trying to do something. And most of the times when I'm doing something, I can't watch it. Exactly. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to put in my headphones <laughs> and I'm going to want something else in my yeah, head. Exactly. Cause that's, that's just who I am. I like always, I don't know. Yeah. I like being entertained. Dude, I'm the same way. I I plowed through 300 hours of audio in like six months, you know, at my old job because I was able to do my job and listen at the same time. And it just, you know, that helped like make the day better. And I have three kids. And so when they're watching fucking Coco Melon or whatever, like, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> dad's going to listen to something else. It's the same episode. Yeah. We've seen this 17, seen times, 17 times, but yeah, no, yeah. let's do it again. I can listen and sing the song that you're listening to at the same time. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know. Do you, are you one of the people that listen at like 1.5 speed? No, no, that's. Those people's. Psych- those people psychotic, scare me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you got something. Yeah. I just, I don't. I don't like that. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll accidentally hit it on my watch and I'm like, what the hell just happened? But it mm-hmm. drives me nuts. Like, I think too, you know, I growing up, I've always been a fan of spoken word poetry, music, like really great vocalists and things like that. So to me, the cadence at which somebody speaks is important, like all, you know, how their voice sounds and things like that. So that's something I listen for. And I think something that adds to the experience for me. So to, yeah, speed it up just for the sake of listening to it quicker. No. 
like the, there's a reason a pause was there. Right. There's a reason that that amount wasn't there. Yeah. And although I'll edit the episode so much where that pause isn't as much as it is because it's unlistenable. Right. Yeah. Sometimes. I do the same for sure. No, uh, Nathan, Nathan does a great job of it. Like we have a great process of Nathan edits the first round. I edit the second round and then Zach mixes all the audio. Yeah. So it's not all on one person. Right. And it's like, and even for me, cause I listen to so many podcasts. I'm like, okay, the listener wants it to be this and this and this and right. this. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting there like, okay, this pause is good. I'm going to cut it, but not that much. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm like, it's good, but I don't want them to think the podcast turned off. So we, <laughs> yeah. we need to match that up a little bit. Yeah. So do you guys like how, uh, I mean, if you're willing to talk about it, like how far in advance did you plan um, and like record episodes before you actually put it out? So we ran into the, uh, the new podcasting where we got in over our heads. Okay. We, we were, we, we had four in four in the backlog before we released it. Yeah. We released and we were going pretty good every week we record. So we had that buffer. Yeah. Then life happened. Yeah. Um, I got married. Congratulations. Two of them went out of the country. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Two of them went out of the country. Mm. One of them went out of the state. And it's like another one picked up a second job. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. So so this is this is podcasting. Yeah. We're not gonna release for like three weeks here. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And so we actually we just made the switch to bi weekly. So oh, we're gonna release this week. Yeah. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna release bi weekly. Gotcha. Just until we can get get people back into their homes right yeah yeah it's because i'm it's just it's rough getting people together to play pathfinder yeah yeah it Shocker. really is right that's honestly the reason i went this route instead of going in an actual play because i really want to do an actual play podcast like that is ultimate goal but i know yeah we we can collaborate yeah. man but yeah i uh but the same thing i was like I mean, just getting our teams together just to play a normal every week session, we have a hard time because, you know, I have three kids and uh, Miguel has a kid and, um, you know, we are our other friend Cree that we play with, you know, we're pulling her away from her boyfriend, like, you know, on a Saturday night. So sometimes things just happen or, you know, we have other family stuff with our wives. So, you know, there's things that happen that, of course, get in the way. And I think especially now going through this process of like, okay, I've got, I've got these episodes in the bank, but waiting for them to come out was so stressful. And then it came out. And it's been, <laughs> I mean, we're recording this now at the end of my first week and it has been the most stressful week. As much as I've loved this whole thing, it's been so stressful. Just like. You just refresh in that feed. Yeah. Just like how many, how many listens do I got? How, how many you got? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it went up by five. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. Yeah. Somebody's somebody's putting the word out. But I mean, it's, you know, as long as you're doing it for fun and enjoying it, that's should be the most important thing. I, I got a question for you. Yeah. How, how was it that feeling of when you release something and you do the quick math of, oh, that's more than my friends and family that could listen to this. How was how that feeling of like, oh, someone's someone's out there? Yeah, um, it was really cool. It, very, very cool. Um, and I think the honestly, the coolest thing for me, because I always wanted, I knew I would start with my friends. Obviously, that's who I know, right? Um, and I still have a few that I'm working out their interviews. But I always wanted it to be like, okay, well, at a certain point, that's going to end. But I want to tell more people's stories. And so, you know, reaching out to you guys and hearing back from you and reaching out to a couple other people and just like, hey, you know, 
just shoot my shot. Like, you do this? listen, you know, yeah. if you want to do it, like, let me know. And getting actual feedback and responses, that has been super, super cool. Because it, I think, validates what I'm trying to do and, you know, add to this space of, of diversity and inclusion um, in these games. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as much as machismo and everything else was a part of me not playing as a kid, it also was like, I'm, I didn't feel welcome in the people in the groups that were doing it, whether or not I was willing to try. And that's the wild thing is, I mean, I, I got really involved into the Twitter atmosphere of TTRPG and I got nothing but um, encouragement from them. The, the boys at min max who God bless them. They're they're all super nerdy white dudes. And, I'm doing the same AP as them. Oh, yeah. And they reached out to me and they said, hey, if you have any questions, hit me up. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I was like, oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. And me and me and their GM, Tyler, have been shooting messages back and forth ever since. And I mean, it's just the space in itself, that right niche, like that group that's on Twitter, the podcasting group, yeah. I feel like has been very welcoming to any and all types of people. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's... And I just, I wish that was out there in the real world. (laughs) Right, yeah. With everyone else. Because, yeah, even if you're looking at just like base numbers, I mean, unless you're, you know, Dave Walters or Tanya DePass or like those really big mega people who are out in front of it, you know, it's hard to even like, yeah, we're making an impact, which I think is still important, of course. But but yeah, as a group, even we're still not making as big of an impact as, as what probably should be for you know, such a huge medium, you know, and then even outside of that, like, yeah, D&D and Pathfinder are great systems, but also other systems too. So I, you know, trying to find people that are, you know, also playing these other games and and talk about it. Cause there's games. Like I didn't even know this. Yeah. I didn't even know the system you were talking about earlier. Uh, oh, the uh, Delta green or which one? Oh no, oh, the, you're saying, uh, yeah. the one of the three black halflings. Yeah. 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 I the Wadu, yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't either. Like, so there's so many things that just, you're like, holy shit, like this is a real, a real thing. You know, sci-fi has never been my, my specific thing, but I would love to try some of those sci-fi games and, you know, like the alien RPG or, or even Starfinder. Um, as much as I love my fantasy to be fantasy and stay out of my, <laughs> stay yeah. out of a way sci-fi, <laughs> but, um, but I love Paizo. So I'm sure they, they did great stuff with it. It's it's really cool how they did it. I just it's it's not my cup of tea. I'm kind of the same way. It's like I I want my fantasy to be fantasy. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to include all the super high tech stuff. And once we get there, it's like like one of my players is uh that new class, um, uh, what are they called? The inventors. Oh yeah. Or something like that. And every time he pulls something, I'm like, what is this? What are you talking <laughs> what about? Are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I, I mean, it's cool. It's because it's it's mellowed down in that kind of way where it's like it's gadgets and that kind of stuff. Right. But once you throw in like laser beams and all that, I'm like, um, yeah, I'm out of my depths. Yeah, that always cracks me up. And so I was very confused just in the podcast, like of because of how they would introduce themselves. And and Zach always just saying, I'm backup clown. <laughs> I'm like, well, what class do you fucking play, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was such a huge thing was Elmer wanted to play a rogue so badly he's like i'm ready i have my whole thing i want to be a rogue and then zach's like i want to be a rogue <laughs> <laughs> and so nat zach is a rogue yeah who um 
yeah, he's 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 doing stuff. He's there's nothing I can say about that character other than he's he is himself. He is Naz. Yeah, like he he role plays well. Yeah, with his lighters and everything else, yeah, he cracks me yeah. up. But yeah, no, I mean that's been super cool just to check it out. And like I said, you know the chemistry that you guys have. <laughs> I mean. And just like the way that they're like roasting you and, and, you know, you guys are just picking on each other. I'm like, damn, Joe's taking some heat from his friends on this. <laughs> literally, if you ever wanted to see us hang out, that's, that's literally how it goes. Oh, yeah. It's someone of the day is going to be, who's going to roast the whole time. Yeah, for sure. There's no, everyone doesn't pull any punches. It's, it's, we're going hard every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's just how, that's how we grew up. Like, uh, Nathan, his house, uh, it was, have you ever seen, have you seen In the Heights? Mm, I haven't yet. That's the new like musical that great. came out. Yeah. Great, great movie. Um, there's a scene where like everyone just keeps entering the house. Oh yeah. Like it's the hangout spot, but everyone's ha- entering at different times. Yeah. And that's how it was for Nathan's house. It's like, it's 10. Here comes, uh, here comes Elmer. It's 11. Here comes Chris. And every time someone comes in, it's like the nights we, it starts all over. Yeah. Again. And like, and that's just the kind of house that it was. And that led to like this bond that we all had where it's like everyone's so comfortable being themselves, but also everyone knows everyone's weak points. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone knows everyone's buttons. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a fun little brotherhood we have going on. Yeah. I think it makes for, for good content because I think even like, I'm very much like, I like the, I like the, play to be serious but i like the bullshit to be funny you know what i mean i think yeah. you guys do a good job of that of just like ha- you know playing to both sides and sometimes you know you're wrangling yeah. them in but but yeah i mean it's just i crack up because it, it just reminds me of you know of my friends or like or growing up here i think there's a lot of those similar things of just like like yeah we're you know this is where tight-knit group and we just have fun and talk shit and we are who we are yeah. and like we weren't going to change it for a podcast we, um, yeah for sure it's just and that was that was a question we had was like are we going to censor the podcast and then elmer Frost was like fuck no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we are not censoring yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't even a conversation after that it's like we are who we are we're gonna cuss we're gonna say things about each other yeah. that we'll probably we're not gonna apologize but we'll <laughs> we know we're not meaning it totally yeah and it's, it's just how we've been. Yeah. And we had a similar conversation because um, my friend was like, well, you know, what if like kids want to get into it? And I'm like, I get it. But I was like, my whole focus, like what I'm, the way that I'm looking at this is like people who are already here at this stage in life um, or even, you know, later teens, early twenties, whatever. But like, you've been pushing this thing away and now we're just trying to show you as, through this storytelling of like, hey guys, it's okay. Like, you know, there's people out here who are still going to love you. The people you know are probably still going to love you. They might pick on you or whatever, but then convince them to play too. And maybe they'll get into it and enjoy it. And there's a lot of people that you just wouldn't suspect would love this game that that actually do that. Just like, oh wow, that's really cool. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it really is just going into it and just accepting like, if you like something, just do it. Yeah. And that's just not just about tabletop role playing. Right. Like no, for sure. Yeah. If that's who that's who you are, just go, just do it. Yeah. It's so much easier to just dive in that way and just accept it, you know? And 
it it does get easier as you get older, I think, just because, you know, for most people, you kind of get to that point, like you said, where it's just like, nah, fuck it, whatever. Like, yeah. It helps. It helps that I got married. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I'm set. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, she already knows. So, I'm yeah, it's nerd, easy so, for us to say right, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you going to do? Leave me for playing D&D? I mean, there's probably somebody that got left for D&D, unfortunately. Yeah. It, it depends how many Saturday <laughs> nights were given up to right, play D&D. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you you know, you work with it and figure out what's best for you and your family. And, you know, I think that's what really spurred it for us, you know, during COVID because like, well, we're not going anywhere. Nobody's going anywhere. So I, I think that also was another key part to it, like that I didn't really think about maybe as I grew up with these guys hanging out with them all the time. Yeah. All the time. I'd see them all the time. And then COVID happens and I can't even see the ones that are in Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. And so I still, I want to hang out with my friends all the time and we have been playing already, but this just one, it is cool to have a podcast out there. It's something I've wanted to do Two, representation. And three, I get to finally do an AP that I've been wanting to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I get to hang out with my friends. So like, (laughs) Yeah. Win wins all around. Exactly. Did um so speaking of the AP, did you guys know um like did you know it was gonna be that one when you first came up with the idea or did you kind of pick around a couple things? I I gave them options. I gave them cliff notes of all of them. I gave them Edge Watch, I gave them um Hell Knights, and I gave them the circus. Okay. Uh Edge Watch seemed a little it's it's about you being cops. Oh. Yeah. And we weren't really feeling that. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was some words said, but uh, <laughs> so and then we were we were already done. We did the Hell Knight thing, and so we're like, all right, let's do the circus. And I, I thought doing a circus would have been like really like, there's no way there's like any problematic things in this. <laughs> there's some problematic things. In oh, this. really? Yeah, I. It's and it's it's handled well. Because at first when I saw it, I'm like, and my I was reading it, and my fiance at the time was like, uh, does that seem kind of uh, like colonialism? And I'm like, hmm, you're not wrong. <laughs> and I keep reading it, reading it, and I, I asked Tyler about it. Uh, I asked other people about it, and they all gave me a bunch of input of like, either A, like, I didn't think about it that way. Oh, God let me yeah let me rethink some stuff <laughs> or like oh that's true but also this this and this right like and they gave me options to uh basically to help alleviate it gotcha like i don't i don't want to spoil yeah anything. no it's no just, yeah for sure it's it it had some things yeah i think that there's a lot of that because i mean it's still obviously even with Paizo, as much as I think they're doing so much better than D&D, um, than Wizards of the Coast in terms of that area of things, like there's still some of it that you have to kind of work around and figure out how this is going to make this work for you, you know? And I agree that, you know, not any of these races should be like, well, they're evil for the sake of evil, you know, like orcs shouldn't all be bad. Um, goblins shouldn't all be bad, whatever. But there's also... God bless Tolkien, but yeah. <laughs> yeah right. But yeah, so with the Lost Omens World Guide, they give you this layout of like, okay, well, here are these different countries, um, and here is how they're governed, right? So this this government style is based around a tyrant, so it's 
chaotic evil or lawful evil or whatever. But the people that live in this country still have, you know, their own free will, their own independence, their own whatever. So for them, it's, you know, I'm not an evil person just because I live here. Like, I'm just doing my job. I'm running a bar. It's it's just like our normal world. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's it's not black like and white. We had Trump and, and not all Americans yeah. are bad. <laughs> so. Well, look at us <laughs> now. Yeah, look at us now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, it's so weird seeing those kinds of things take shape in the TTRPG world yeah. or just in fantasy in general, like seeing those kinds of, cause I, you use what you have, you use what reference you have. Right. And it really shows who writes these kinds of stories. Yeah, absolutely. And so I got, I got lucky enough where the writer of book one reached out to me and I, I even asked him about it. Yeah. And he's like, you know, that's great, great question. I would ask this person because they were more into uh, the storyline of this. But I can see where you're coming from. And I can tell you that uh, he he said the right things. Yeah, gotcha. No, yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. So did um, um, was he reaching out to you just because you guys had posted you were working on Extinction Curse? or? Yeah. He's oh, a really wow, nice guy. Cool. Jason, yeah. Jason Tondro. He's, he's super chill, really nice guy. Um, and he, he even pointed me to the people that I, like, if I wanted more answers to my questions to ask. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And so he's really cool. I think that, yeah, that's definitely important, you know? And I think it's tough too, because it's such a, it's such a gray space. Like you really have to think like, you know, how realistic are you going to get? Is it going to be like all the world is great and the only thing that are bad are monsters. And so that's what we're going to fight. You know what I mean? Or Mm -hmm. are humans going to be human and and so whether like obviously we don't want these things to happen you know and we don't want you know slavery or whatever it is but if we incorporate it in the game to give our players something to overcome you know knowing that this is truly evil like then it's something that uh they're working through and not something that they're participating in you know what i mean like it's there's a way to do it um but if it's just like you're a part of this country and this country supports x y and z and you have to be okay with it then it's like oh, well, well, that's, well, crazy yeah and then that's that's really what like you said paizo's done a great job of hiring on people yeah to help screen what gets sent out right yeah well like, i think how? yeah especially to it, it you know in this already in this world of ttrpgs where our voice is already limited to have when you're in there you know you want to make sure you're doing a good job and and providing something that you can be proud of when you go present it to the rest of the world. Uh, it's it, it's really, I feel like it also doesn't, like we're not so represented in that world just yet because we it wasn't our safe space. Right, yeah. Like we, it's it's the deeper cultural thing is like we, we didn't have that safe space when other races did. Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously coming from my specific standpoint, I have my own views, but like, you know, from coming from a Hispanic standpoint, like, do you feel even in Paizo, do you feel like that's been something that you feel you can identify with characters in there or do you feel, you know what I mean? Uh, not, not really still not crazy. Yeah. Not really yet. Uh, I know Luis is in there and he's been trying yeah. to write more Hispanic kind of things and in, into the stories. And I know that he released I think he released a module. Yeah, I need I need to look into it, but I, that's that's one voice. Yeah, 
Right. And just like the kinds of stuff that I'm seeing get put out, I, I haven't really connected with it just yet. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I can see that. And I mean, I, it makes an impact, you know, when I was looking at D&D um, characters or even Pathfinder characters to play, and I've never been, I've never been able to be a player in a Pathfinder 2E game, but like in a D&D game when I was creating stuff, I was like, well, I want to be a dwarf. And I would like look to see like, are there any, even just a picture of a black dwarf? And I could not find yeah. one. Um, and I was like, well, I just guess that's not for me. You know what I mean? And a human, I've I never had a problem. Gonna be- <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, if, how about an elf? Oh yeah. no, you have drow. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's what you got. That's what I, and so what mm-hmm. I ended up doing, cause I, I played a drow was I did a half drow with a half human and the human was like of what would look like an African descent. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, I just made it my own, but, but yeah, human, I've never had a problem. I'm just like, well, I'm just going to make a black human. I don't care. But yeah, yeah, it definitely doesn't feel that way with the dwarves. And so that was such a cool thing to see with um, it, what helped me start to love Pathfinder so much more is like you open the book and it's just like, um, especially in the world guide, I think we're in the advanced players guide, one of the two, but there's like the Moenge dwarves, there's the Moenge elves, like there's all these different things. Um, and of course, like obviously I'm coming at it from my lens. So that's why I asked, like, I don't see the same and you know what? There might be Hispanic things in there that I just haven't seen because I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And I'd I'd love for me to be wrong. I'd love for me to be wrong yeah. and there'd be a bunch of Hispanic <laughs> culture references in there and that I just haven't read it yet. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's still, like we said, there's still a ways for them to go. And I think that I'm sure they'll probably do it, but it's, uh, I guess, all about when at this point to see. Um, yeah. No, I, I have full faith in Paizo that it will yeah. be here. I think, I, and that that's one thing I will say, like, to hear, because I think one of your players uses, like, a Mexican accent, right, for their character? Oh, kind yeah, of fades in and out a little it. bit, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it definitely fades <laughs> in and out. He, he'll come in next session, like, I forgot her fucking accent. <laughs> but I was like, man, that's so cool to see, you know, because it's just like you said, you just don't see it. Like, you're you never hear that you know it no. in, in actual or if you podcasts, do it's like a, offensive yeah it's a fake yeah. yeah it's like oh yeah that's what you think we <laughs> yeah. all sound like yeah no cool yeah and i think that's what's such a big deal for me i think having kids definitely i've always obviously felt this way but i think having kids helped me feel like i should do something about it because you know my son's gonna grow up as you know part black part hispanic part white and you know, however he ends up presenting, he's still going to have to deal with something. I don't ever mm-hmm. want them to feel, you know, like they're not welcome, you know, and who knows what their orientation is going to be or, you know, what they feel like their gender is yeah. going to be. And same thing, like I, what bubble they right, in, exactly. Like, yeah. So I don't ever want them so, to yeah. feel like, like they're not going to be welcome. I think that's just awful. You know what I mean? And, and there's people still today that, that feel that way. And as much as things seem to have changed over the past couple of years, it's still a far, far cry from what it should be uh, to being accepting for everybody. But there's definitely been big steps, but yeah, there is still, there's still space. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, having three kids that are going to grow up in this world and, and have to figure it all out. I just, and, and, and something that I love, which is tabletop RPGs. Like I'm glad that I can, at least contribute my voice to 
to making some positive change. So no, that that's that's awesome that you can like to feel like you make a difference. Yeah, I'm trying, man. I, that's, you know, that's I think big. it's it, it's still early in the process, but like I said, I mean, the feedback that I've gotten back has been positive, so that's been super awesome. Let me reward that. Not to feel like you make a difference. No, no I, got you. Yeah. A difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Your work is your work doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Don't invalidate me. <laughs> no, I yeah, I think it's super cool. But um so how about in your guy you know, in Sacramento, like are you you know, have you reached out to people that maybe you were just acquaintance with or whatever that have been like, Oh, cool, this is great what you guys are doing, or is it kind of just localized to your friend group and then TTRPG community? baseline kind of that what uh i haven't really like me i'm very introverted yeah. like at my desk i have my headphones in i'm doing my yeah. work don't talk to me like i'm at work doing work yeah. i have my friends i have my circle i'm i am content yeah. <laughs> but like if i get in a conversation with someone i'm like yeah i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to <laughs> move in like oh yeah see how i can like say i'm a nerd without sounding so pretentious yeah <laughs> But like, if I hear someone make like uh, a Marvel reference, I'm like, "There's, there's a chance. Yeah, there, there may be something." I there. know, and so that I mean, I've noticed that too, though. Like, there's a lot of people that are just like, "Oh yeah, I love Marvel movies," and it's like, "Well, they're great movies." So you know, how much of this is nerd culture slipping over, and how much of it is just like it's entertaining? You know what I mean? It's just great entertainment. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where that like that tricky line is of just like I don't know, like. Are you down? Yeah, are you yeah. cool? <laughs> yeah, for us, it's Am I safe how to say cool that I have you? a level Yeah, time? right. Yeah, yeah. Um, for them, it's it's probably not the same thing, but I mean, it, it, it does depend on you know which group you're working in and that, and that kind of stuff, and and which social circle you're taking it to. But I'm the same way. I think it's funny that you know you say you're introverted. I'm the same way, and we end up doing this thing that kind of puts us in this public space and have to deal with yeah. social media, like. Before the podcast, I had an Instagram and I'd post once a year and like it was people who knew me and that was it. Same, same, man. <laughs> Say, like I, I'm cool. Like I'll, I'll like, okay, there's my picture that I'm going to post for this yeah. month. Like I'm, I'm chilling. There's my, there's my Instagram. I haven't touched Facebook in forever. Yeah. I just, I'm in the corners of Twitter. Just listen to King's Twitter and NBA Twitter. <laughs> I'm cool with my life, yeah. but I made my makers misfits twitter i'm like all right let's do this let's go now i have 730 followers i'm like i don't know what to do yeah yeah that's yeah it's like oh i have to i have to be i have to be active i know that sounds and my 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 wife is telling me like you gotta post like interactive tweets like ask them questions (laughs) and so i did it and i got a bunch of interactions like you know what i'm gonna listen to you more (laughs) yeah yeah my buddy he i that was the one that I was like, I was like, I'm not doing Facebook at all. I refuse. Um, no, and I made an Instagram for it and that's been okay. And then I told my buddy Miguel, I was like, help me out with a Twitter. Cause he already had one and he, same thing. He wasn't very active, but he knew at least how it worked. And uh, you're in the Twitter sphere, you know what to yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so he made it and I, you know, I have, we both have the login and all that stuff. And then I would check it and, you know, and then reach out to people. And I was like, okay, like, all right, he just followed, you know, whoever. And I'm like, all right, let's go find these people. And then I, uh, as I was reaching out, he's like, look, dude, if you're going to be active on Twitter, you need to start making some posts. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> just help me out and let me just do my thing and then get out of it. Cause I just refuse, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, but it is, it's, it's, 
crazy and it's it but it gets the word out you know um it does it really does i think one of our best listens was like after like one of those self promo saturdays and i was just i was in everyone's twitter i was in everyone's discord i was i was just throwing the podcast at anyone who would listen to it like it's just that's that's what happens but yeah i think it's definitely all about just get out there promote yourself try to get people to listen and hope for the best from there it it really you just gotta just shoot shoot your shot just yeah. every single as if you think it's too much it's not just keep going <laughs> just keep shooting yeah just keep shooting i know just be like kobe's last game just shoot like <laughs> just 60 shoot. of them and you'll get a standing ovation so yeah. i mean <laughs> hey you know at least a percentage of that will go through so it's all about the numbers yeah, yeah exactly heck yeah dude well definitely with my um you know very small numbers hopefully some new people will listen to your show you know and i'll continue to promote you guys i think what you're doing is great and uh i really have been enjoying the show so the same to you navar like this 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 is nice like awesome you got you got a good thing going on just keep it up and uh yeah i mean anyone that i listen to i'll be pointing them your way yeah thanks yeah same likewise dude and yeah if anybody uh, you know in your in your crew wants to talk to me you know send them my way i'm happy to to do so we'll schedule some time man but sure i'll send naz your way you can deal with him yeah (laughs) (laughs) sounds good man we'll have fun but yeah man well thank you so much for for taking the time out to do this i really appreciate it thanks for having me on this was awesome yeah definitely man thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the show If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing.